Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brendan McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times on Soccer Call. Thrilled to be joined by my co-pilot, sports editor of the Independent, Will Gagan. If that can only mean one thing, it's September. High school football is officially here. Friday Night Lights officially beckoned. Well, we got a taste of it last week with the injury fund and tomorrow night with some non-league games and also some league games too for the Division Four teams. Uh, exciting times. Yeah, it's it's all happening. The original, uh, the original purpose of Ocean State Sidelines football. Uh, so we're we're back with the bread and butter here and uh, ready to roll again. Should be a good year. Um, you know, it's 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 the first year in a while where we've had a a full preseason. I know a lot of football coaches were pretty happy about that uh, and had the injury fun games and, and uh, yeah, it should be fun. Ready to rock. Yeah, we're coming off kind of two seasons in one. You know, we had the fall two in the spring of 2021 and then jumping right into the fall season of 2021. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, like you said, it's been a normal offseason. Teams were able to get in the weight room. There were no COVID restrictions, I don't believe, on that front. A normal preseason. They had their controlled scrimmages and some joint practices. Injury funds are out of their way. And for a lot of these teams, well, it's kind of like their last dress rehearsal before they get into league play. And, one game that stands out, at least from my neck of the woods, well, from your neck of the woods, is Narragansett SK. Narragansett, back-to-back Super Bowls, SK kind of rebuilding, I think, a little bit. That should be an intriguing game as both teams kind of figure out what they have. Yeah, it's you know, they started doing this last year. Narragansett and South Kingstown are former Thanksgiving rivals, and then the programs were sort of in, moving in opposite directions, um, you know, a while back. And so they switched off of that Thanksgiving game. SK started playing uh, North Kingstown and then Narragansett has had a few different matchups. But the, the last few years, it's sort of been Narragansett has been trending up. They, they had the two Super Bowl wins and SK's school size has dipped a little bit. The program has still been pretty successful. Um, but they decided to play last year in a non-league game. It was a fantastic game, a uh, huge crowd, and I would expect, expect even even a better game this year. I think Narragansett uh, you know, has the best player on the field in, in Makai Wilson. And South Kingstown coming off a lot of success last year, but lost some key guys, so they'll be sort of learning the ropes. Uh, I think it should be fantastic. Five o'clock game in Narragansett. Uh, I would expect another huge crowd. There's a lot of... Uh, connections between Narragansett and South Kingstown, especially in football. A lot of those kids uh, grow up playing together. So it should be a lot of fun. I'll be there. Uh, and if you're in South County and want to catch a football game, uh, no better place to start than that one. No, probably uh, my neck of the woods in the Times Call area, the biggest game, at least on paper, is uh, Tolman taking on St. Rayfield. In the shadows of McCoy Stadium, still breaks my heart to even say that, at Paris School, but um, – you know, two schools, you know, you got your, your Catholic school, Pawtucket, taking on the prime, uh, you know, public school. And Tolman used to be Thanksgiving rivals for the longest time. And they've always kind of made a point under, um, you know, the ADs that have changed over the years to play each other in a non-leaguer. It's great to see. You know, I'm sure the stands at Paris Field will be packed. You know, St. Rayfield, they're trying to bid to make three straight Super Bowl appearances in the new confangled Division Two, And we can call it Division One. We'll get that in a little bit. Tolman. They're in Division Three, um, kind of a rebuilding year a little bit for uh, Tolman, but Jason DeLawrence is kind of excited about his squad. Uh, you know, they might not return the firepower that they did a year ago, but they have some promising talent. And, and St. Rayfield, you know, arguably they got one of the top players in the state, and Moses Mios, uh, holding offers from uh, Army, Brian, and just picked up an offer last week from URI. So that should be an intriguing game. 
Yeah, I'd be curious to see if, uh, you know, regardless of what this game says about it, it'll be an interesting year for the Saints to see if they can kind of break through. Like you said, two straight Super Bowl appearances, runner-up both times. Uh, so is this year they can they can come out on top. We'll see. And also, too, uh, well, another game involving uh, your team from the neck of the woods, North Kingstown, part of the four-team Division One structure heading on the road to Portsmouth. I think uh, it was even a couple of years ago this was considered a league game. Now it's a non-leaguer. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was a league game even last year. Uh, that was the game where North Kingstown won on our last second field goal, um, which was a great game. I mean, Portsmouth is, you know, when they did that, the, the first uh, edition of the, of the Power Four a couple of years ago in the, um, in the COVID year, Portsmouth was in the Power Four. Now it's Central instead of Portsmouth. So, but Portsmouth is, is uh, you know, perennial contender. I'd expect them to be good again. I know they lost uh, Benny Hurd, their, their star quarterback, but plenty of good players still around. And NK, uh, big things expected again. It sort of remains to be seen where they'll stack up in this new league, in this new landscape. But they've got Eddie Bueller, one of the best quarterbacks in the state. He's throwing to Noah Castro and Braden Rogers, Chris Bishop, Andrew Charnello, really strong running back. The defense looks good. Big question for NK is uh, – you know, how quickly their their offensive and defensive lines come along. That was a strength of the team last year, and they lost a fair amount of guys from that from that group. So we'll see how it goes there in the trenches. But I saw NK against Westerly in the injury fund, and they were impressive. Uh, they shut shut out Westerly over the the two quarters. Bueller tossed a couple of touchdown passes. Uh, so the the ceiling is high again for the skippers, and I think it'll be a fun year for them. Tough challenge to start, but uh, on the road at Portsmouth, but they'll be looking to keep it rolling. I mean, in paper, we're supposed to call it Division One. You know, we just talked about North Kingstown with Central, LaSalle, and Hendrickson. That's the four that are being grouped together. But a lot of people, I'm sure you talk to well the same way. You know, if you talk to someone that's in Division Two, they said it's still, you know, it's like Division One. I. I guess, uh, you know, we can, I guess we can still play to call it the championship division because in theory, the four teams we just mentioned, they're the only ones right now assured that they will be in the playoffs come November. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. This is feels like the eighth align different alignment in the last like three years. But uh, yeah, the the division one is just four teams. It reminds me of hockey. Uh, you know, a few years ago when it was Hendrickson, Mount Lasalle, and Moses Brown. Uh, the difference being, we have two public schools in there with NK and Central against Hendrickson and Lasalle. Um, I you know it's regardless of of uh, you know the 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 changes and, and, and what it means for everybody else. I don't love it in, at the top, top level. I do think that this new division two and the new division three will be like ultra competitive, like fun leagues, but for the, those, the top group, I just, I, I, I thought what they had the last few years, especially last year made a lot of sense where, you know, a team like North Kingstown, if they, they had a chance to make the championship division, playoffs which they did and if they had a very good team and maybe they can beat LaSalle or Hendrickson, then they're playing for a state championship which is is awesome for them you know last year they they didn't have they couldn't get over the hump against uh against Hendrickson, but then they get get to still play for something it was essentially a de facto public school championship um which I I liked that I thought that made sense when Hendrickson and LaSalle like specific to football has, it, it's become an issue. Like they, they're the only teams that can win the state championship right now. Um, so I think, 
you know, I think it made sense and I, I don't entirely understand moving away from that. Um, so that, that's my two cents on it. Uh, for the rest of it, I mean, I do think Division Two and Division Three. I think it'll be fun. I think those will be really good leagues. No, I certainly liked it. It was kind of like a second opportunity for those teams that faced either Henrikin or Rossell. I'm sure it's something to play for, a Super Bowl right on the line. This time, well, right. if you're, you know, say, for example, you're Central or you're North Kingstown, you only have your Thanksgiving game to look forward to at that point instead of maybe, okay, we put you up here. Here's your reward, so to speak. You might lose to Henrik and LaSalle, you know, but you still have something to play for, a tangible a championship. And uh, that's kind of been taken away, at least for these next two years. Yeah, and you know, the other part of it is that, you know, for, uh, you know, for all those teams in the top four, essentially your whole schedule is a non-league schedule. Like, you own North Kingstown, Hendrick, and South Central only have three league games. Uh, you know, they, these other games count on their record, and, and I think they'll treat them as, as big games, but in, they're not league games. It's, it's just a really odd situation. Uh, I think it was, it was the wrong move in many ways. Yeah, obviously, uh, but um, like you said, Division Two and Three—you know, the old Division One and Two, so to speak—they should be ultra competitive. And another non-league game in our area that kind of stands out is Burville. They're going over to Barrington now. In theory, this is a Division Two non-league game because they one op operates on the A side, one operates on the B side. If you're Burville, you're kind of changing, you're turning over a new leaf. A lot of the players that allowed you to have success the last few years have graduated. A lot of sophomores on this uh, Bronco team that's going to be trying to make a headway this year. And another game of note, 6 o'clock at Max Field on Friday night, Shea, which it, it kind of this year will be more relying on its offensive line to set the tempo. They'll be taking on a Moses Brown team who a year ago was in Division Two, but now they dropped down to Division Three. One of the few teams, I think, well, they can actually say that they dropped down or moved up during this realignment process. Yeah, yeah. Most everyone kind of either stayed put and just ended up in a different name division. Um, yeah, like Narragansett is in Division Three, but yeah, they were in Division Four in that COVID spring season. Move up to Division Three last fall. They stay in Division Three, but it looks like a much different league. So, yeah, I think Narragansett is going to be good again, and and they uh, will be taking on a challenge this year. As as Coach Matt Blessing put it, they're in Division Two Point Five now. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, if your coaches, you want, you know, you're talking down at the preseason, hey, let's say, hey, we're with so-and-so and so-and-so. Like, if you're St. Rayfield, you were a Division II team a year ago, but now you've got to face the Cumberlands of the world, East Providence. These are all D1 teams a year ago now right. that they moved down to D2. So it's kind of, like you said, it might as well be called Division 1.5, for example. But right. To each his own, I guess. But uh, the one division, though, Will, that's getting underway in terms of league play is Division Four. And one game that maybe will jump out takes place on Saturday, the EWG Proud Co-op team taking on Davies. I'm going to go right now. I'm on the Davies bandwagon. Henry Cabral has built a very nice program over there. And, you know, and to have a senior quarterback who is a dual threat athlete, especially in that Division Four, that I don't think a lot of teams are going to be able to cover. You know, I'm picking the Patriots to make some serious headway in Division Four this year. The the newest uh, football team in the state, right? Yeah. They, um, before them, I think you have to go back to like 2006 when they yeah went back the Situate program up there. But um, yeah. you know, a lot of you know Davies they did lose a key piece in uh, Matthew Patnoy. Uh, he was on our all area team, but 
you know, they've got a lot of intriguing pieces that are back. And like I said, you know, when you have a senior quarterback who's a dual threat, I think that puts you in a different class and especially in a, in a division like Division Four. Yeah. Just to mention EWG Proud on the other side of that matchup. I know they have high hopes this year, too. Uh, new head coach for them, from former Holgate head coach Jim Stringfellow. Uh, and they still have a, a good amount of talent back from the team that uh, was, was pretty good last year. And another game on Saturday, another a, a non-league game, uh, Classical, they'll be hosting Woonsocket. Classical, they were the Division Two champs a year ago. They moved down to Division Three. Woonsocket was in Division One. Now they're considered a Division Two team. But uh, it sounds like uh, Classical, they uh, basically graduated every key player that was essential in winning that team. One of those players, Marquise Buchanan, uh, down at URI. And also Woonsocket, they've kind of they it's been a program that's been stuck in neutral because after winning the, the uh, their last Super Bowl back in 2009, they didn't play at all the spring 2021 campaign. They dealt with COVID issues and uh, il- and uh, eligibility concerns throughout the 2021 season. And here it is, it's a chance for them to kind of maybe get the program moving back in the right direction against a championship level program, regardless of who's there or not. Yeah. It'll be, this year feels like a, a reset for them, a, a chance to kind of get it going, get it moving back in the right direction, because it certainly was prior to this. And we should mention, too, while we're recording this on a Thursday night, we actually have some Thursday night games. That's right. Contend with. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard the issues uh, revolving around the shortages of officials and how some of these games have to be moved around because of that. And. My theory, and I wrote this in one of my notes columns earlier this year, that Division Four should have decided to play on Thursday nights all their games because that could have been your showcase event. You could add the whole night to yourself, and you wouldn't have had the problems like I potentially can see where you don't have enough officials to cover the crews on Friday night. I know Friday night lights is a big deal, but if you're Division Four, you're thinking, man, we can have a whole night to ourselves. We get all the coverage we want, all the TV stations and, and whatnot. But, you know, and then for some reason, they decided to maybe move some games and move some teams that probably weren't so willing to play on Thursday night. Yeah, that's a great idea. A standalone game like uh, like our favorite college hoops writer always talks about. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> It's certainly an idea that I wish was taken a little bit more seriously, but to each his own. I mean, I'm just looking at the schedule right now. There's, you know, we look at that next Thursday, you have Shea versus Barrington and that East Providence taking on St. Rayfield. I mean, those are two pretty decent. Yeah, those are good games. Yep. And also, too, well, I should, we should also say South Kingston versus Wintock, it takes place next uh, Thursday night, at the 15th. Um, yep. I, mean, I mean, it doesn't, you know, in theory, all of a sudden it becomes Thursday night lights. Yeah, uh, why not? To have one division, though, in that place, and I think, you know, if you're Division Four, and talking to maybe a couple of the coaches in Division Four, they probably thinking, oh, we don't want to be like the sacrificial lambs or anything like that. But you got to think of the flip side. You would have had that night all to yourself, and, it's, and that would have given you a whole weekend to recover, and then you start the process up again to build uh, for that following week's game. Yeah. Division Four Thursday night football. Let's do it next year. Yeah, let's, that uh, happen. I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to say that at the next uh, principals committee meeting. I, <laughs> I, will, uh, I will voice that concern on behalf of uh, all Rhode Island sports media. But uh, yes, <laughs> but the good news is we're officially back for another season of high school football, and uh, as always, there'll be plenty of intrigue, and uh, we'll be back weekly 
actually, well, hopefully mostly weekly. I know there's uh, other things in our lives that we have to contend with, but um, before we go, we should also note that there's a big college football game on tap on Saturday up at uh, Bernie stadium with, uh, I guess you can call it bragging, state bragging nights are on the line. I saw uh, head coach Jim Fleming say that there's kind of like a, a championship on the line. Brown, the people at Brown might have something to say over that, but uh, <laughs> coming off a good win on the road at Stony Brook, taking on a uh, Bryant team that's kind of finding itself in a new league. Yeah, that should be should be a fun game. I mean, it was Bryant was a little bit overmatched last year down down when the teams met at Mead Stadium, but uh, I mean Bryant played really well against an FBS team last week. Uh, had a very good shot to win. And like you said, URI coming off a nice win over Stony Brook, they, they looked like a top 25 team. They're just a little, I think, a little more solid than they've been, uh, even as they tried to kind of climb the ranks these last few years. So it should be a fun one, 6 o'clock in Smithfield on Saturday. I'm sure uh, Coach Fleming is also telling his boys, uh, you know, I know we have Delaware the following Saturday, and that's going to be a huge game for them in terms of the CAA. But, yep. you know, uh, we have to take care of business first here against uh, our neighbors to the north, as they say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Should be should be a good one, though. I'm looking forward to it. Should be a good season for high school football, and uh, the college football season's underway, uh, but we will be back with a fresh episode pretty soon, uh, guys. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for listening, and take care.